Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, how's it going, guys? So the season's officially over. Uh, I mean, MLS is still there. And, and obviously, we got the League on Mackey's final. So um, yeah. there is that. But as far as European contest goes, the seasons are over. Um, some seasons went the way we kind of thought they were. Some seasons kind of surprised us. Um, and other BS happened as well. Uh, but <laughs> oh, oh, here comes the salty. Salt Bay. I'll say my piece on Mbappe, definitely. But uh, I, I'm not as mad as you think I am. But it, it's, it's just, I'm not mad at Mbappe. I'm mad at PSG. But... Um, but yeah, a lot has happened. Um, this is a pretty big episode. We won't have a three up three down this episode because it's uh, there's a lot lot going on this episode. Um, oh yeah, and then the matter it was like in a matter of like twenty four hours, forty eight hours, like a lot of crap just happened. Yeah, so we're gonna do headlines. Uh, no debate topic this week. We're gonna go ahead and recap <clears> the semifinals <throat> of Liga Amekis. We do have the final. Um, it's two really interesting teams. I'm really excited about that. Um, Edward w- looks more and more like a, a picking legend. Uh, all pure, purely <laughs> by so accident. Lucky, bro. Purely by accident. Was so pure dumb luck. <laughs> purely accidental pace, but hey, he, he, he's, he's a lot hotter than I am. I'm, 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 probably, I'm probably like that squid from the 2002 World, Qu- uh, World Cup. No, the octopus. It was the octopus. Was that was that was that octopus? I was about the to squid, say squid. The squid, yeah, the, the, octopus. the, the octopus. Octopus gets Brazil at the end. Yeah, it chose Brazil at the end. Yeah, for was it for twenty eighteen or for 2002? Oh, well, Way I, back. I think I think that octopus is still a thing. I could be wrong on that one though, but um, but yeah, man. So yeah, a lot of lots of crazy <clears throat> shenanigans. But yeah, so we'll go ahead and uh. Talk about the Liga Mekis final. Um, highlight some all the champions uh, of the season, obviously, because we haven't been covering other leagues in Europe because um, that would hurt me and Edward's brain by way too much, like 
five Great. leagues, five leagues in Liga MX and the MLS is already enough as it is. Plus, you had right. Champions League, Europa League, and and occasionally we'll mention Conference League. So it's just a uh, yeah, it just it's just, it's it just be too much. But we'll highlight the champions of some some noted leagues just for you guys, so you guys know. Um, you know, obviously recap the seasons of League One, League One, Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga. English Premier League let you guys know who's get who's out of these leagues, who's who's relegated, um, who's in that Europa Conference League spot, who's in that Europa League, who's in the Champions League, and of course, who are the champions of these leagues this year. And we'll also be previewing, like I said, this is a loaded episode. <laughs> uh, we'll be previewing the Champions League final because the final is this weekend. This is the last um, bit of soccer in Europe that we'll be talking about. Um, and then we'll also, we'll do the re- the next episode will be a recap episode. Uh, we'll try to get Kelsey to come in, obviously, because he's the Liverpool fan. Um, yeah, we'll get him in there. If we'll try to. Um, he said he'll, he's going to try. I mean, he's been doing so much with with belly up. I mean, right now they're covering the the North Louisiana Football League. Right now, their championship the championship game is going on actually right now as we're recording this. So props oh, to Kelsey, man. Kelsey's just killing it right now. Um, yeah, he is. But the head of marketing for belly up right now. So. Props to our guy, but yeah, the Champions League final is coming up. Uh, we'll be announcing the winner of the of the jersey giveaways on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram FC. Follow the instructions on that post. Obviously, you have to one follow Instagram FC on Instagram and Twitter. You you could do both. Double your chances. Um, like the post and tag a friend. That's all you got to do to get you in. We've already got a, a few handful of shoot Edward. We I think we broke the record on how many likes we've had on a post. On, on, on wow. This one. <laughs> We're over 100. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> We're well over 100, I think, now. It's so really that, cool. That's really cool. Thank you, everybody, who has, ever, who has liked our posts and stuff. Thank you. Like, But the thing is, like, yeah, like, you know, screw it, dude. I was like, hey, they said Jersey, so. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they see free Jersey. It's like uh, what Nelson says, like, everyone shows up on Jersey Day for in, uh, in, in, in leagues. In a in a Sunday league, oh yeah, um, everyone shows up for like the first game or the or, you know yeah, no one shows up here. for the games until it's Jersey Day. Um, yeah, pretty much. Announce our players of the week. Um, give you guys some games to highlight. Obviously, there's still MLS is still going to be going on this summer. We do have the League Cup. I believe it's still going to is going to happen. So there's some things going on with MLS that we'll be touching up on as well. Um, there's also the Argentina Italy. Uh, little Champions Cup that they're going to be doing, so that's obviously also exciting. But that's going to be way down the road. But yeah, and uh, and then obviously that's it. That's going to be the episode. Um, just so you guys once again know, uh, we'll do an episode next week to recap the Champions League, and then we'll probably uh, we'll probably discuss amongst me, Edward, and Spencer. But we'll probably look into getting at least doing like a two week break, um, just so we can get some some much needed rest from. Covering almost two years worth of soccer because last week oh, yeah. we took no breaks because of the of the su- summer of soccer. So we'll look into doing maybe like a two week break just to like chill chill out for a bit. Uh, we'll, so we'll see about that. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. We'll, we'll let you guys know next episode. But we know for sure there's going to be a next episode. Um, to obviously because we got to recap who wins the Champions League. But yeah. yeah. Man. A lot to talk about, so we'll go ahead and take a break. I know, I know you have, I know you have your fair share to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Um, you guys are gonna go ahead and listen to this ad, and then we'll get going with headlines. Mm-hmm. 
Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. Once again, man, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. I might as well repeat this again because the 28th is the Saturday. Literally, you're listening to this on Friday, Saturday, May 28th after the Champions League final. We're announcing the winners. So if you haven't done it by now, you probably get to it. Because, and, and if you're listening to this right now and the Champions League is like literally going right now, you should probably hurry up right now because the, the, the clock is ticking. But once again, follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram MC. That's one of the, one of the things you got to do. Uh, like the, like the post and then tag a friend. That's all you got to do. Super easy. So easy. Even network can do it. Yeah. Exactly. And I've done it. <laughs> uh, I hope so. I mean, Edward, Edward can't win it. Well, I can't win it. I can't win it. But you so still take a friend. I would be, I could tag, I could tag a friend. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so let's talk about, um, FIFA. Let's talk about FIFA again. Uh, so FIFA has been getting called out by this group called Amnesty International. Um, Amnesty International is a human rights organization. I think, I think at this point, you kind of know what the hell the topic is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, Qatar is just Qatar is I, Qatar is Qatar. Okay, uh, that's all we got to say at this point. But if you guys need to put uh, two and two together, basically the people that have been building all the infrastructure right now for the World Cup are migrant workers who have one not got paid, two have probably been deprived from food and and water, and three uh, dead. So yeah, dead, hurt, like all kinds of injuries. Maybe mutilations as well, like not like actual like we want to mutilate this person on purpose, but it's more of like oh I lost a hand while I was working or I lost a foot while I was working. Like it's just it just gotten to that point where it's like come on dude, like and then of course it's not like you know they have what's it called like let's say we have health insurance over here, you know they'll cover that or even you know our our jobs. No, they they they're just like hey we're getting paid. Like that's how they look at it. Some of them are not getting paid. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, obviously, with that being a huge issue, with and Qatar has had just a whole laundry list of issues that uh, you, if you've heard, you've you've heard, you've heard plenty of us saying talking about this at this point. So I mean, I'm not going to re- rebuttal all the things that we've said at this point. But Amnesty has now called out FIFA. Everybody's been attacking Qatar and Qatar doing this, Qatar is doing that. And then yeah. saying FIFA should probably get, get in the way of it. Amnesty decided, well, you know what? Qatar is going to be Qatar. We're going to go ahead and attack FIFA as they have. Re- I will Maybe request is not actually the proper term to use here, but I'm just going to go ahead and use that. They basically requested FIFA to put aside $440 million to co- of a compensation package for the migrant workers because clearly Qatar is not going to give them that. Um, so basically, anybody that has been involved with the 2022 World Cup Build infrastructure, build any of the process of building this 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 setup for the World Cup in Qatar. Um, they want that four hundred and forty million dollars to essentially be given to everybody that has worked there in some sort of way. Will it happen? I mean, you know, at this point, uh, FIFA's kind of 
being put on on the spot here now. So I think they they definitely should. Um, I mean, at this point, we're in too deep. The World Cup is going to be a guitar, honestly. And it, it, like some people have been saying that, like, oh, people are against the guitar because it's it's Saudi Arabia. I'm not Saudi, the Middle East. I'm sorry. Uh, the it's Middle not, East. It's not, it's not even about that, to be honest. Like, it's, it's really it's not. Been... Like, I mean, like, if if Qatar had done the right, it, like, it's just Qatar is such a controversial country. Like, with within the like, what's going on with their government, how they're running things, it's just a controversial country. I'm sure it would if Russia was hosting the World Cup this year, it probably be very controversial. Actually, it definitely would be controversial. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, it would be, or it, it, it definitely, would be hell. It, 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 honestly, FIFA would probably have relocated the World Cup knowing that it was Russia. But like, yeah. I mean, I understand that what they're trying to do with have, well, one they got they got paid to have. I mean, it didn't, didn't the didn't the Champions League get relocated? Like, yeah, they got they, re, they reco- relocated it to France because yeah, it was supposed to be in it was supposed to be in Russia. Uh, but like, yeah. obviously, the, the the main thing is the fact that Qatar basically paid their way to have the World Cup. They 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 bribed they bribed to have the World Cup. That's, everyone, everybody knows that happened. I mean, it's not it's not shocking. It's not like oh, you, either you just been living, either you just don't care about soccer, or you just been living under a rock. But yeah, Qatar basically bribed their way to have the World Cup. So that's also another thing that people don't like, especially if you're an American, because they were trying to they were putting in a bid to host this World Cup, but. Right. Um, but then you obviously have like the other issues of of the fact that it's illegal to be gay, and, and which I'm still trying to figure out how how exactly you police that. Uh, <laughs> are they going to look for like the dudes that are like? Do you have the like traps? Like, do you have traps in place? Like I don't know how this works. Um, so that, like, that they have, then, are they going to do? Are they going to do like kind of like in Netherlands, like in in Amsterdam, like where where they uh. They do the whole red light district, and then they're just gonna have nothing but guys, and then whoever walks down those halls or those uh, those uh, what you call passageways, like you know, they're yeah, just gonna be like, all right, Netherlands arrest those guys. Embrace that the red light district. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like in Qatar, they're gonna have those, but it's like it's straight up guys, and they're gonna be like, all right, we're just gonna arrest whoever walks by here. Yeah, probably. But anyways, but the the big the big right now critical issue is the fact that. They have hired these migrant workers to come to Qatar to help build the infrastructure needed to, because obviously it's the World Cup. You have to have the proper stadiums. You need to have then, you know, things around their hotels. You know, this is a big money grab for, for the country that hosts the World Cup because, well, you're going to have a bunch of tourists that are kind of, you're going to at least yeah, have half exactly. of Mexico, at least half of Mexico is going to show up to Qatar. And so you got to make sure you have the <laughs> proper was- amenities. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not kidding. It's literally half of Mexico comes, <laughs> but they, they won't be in the stadium. They'll be outside, but they'll still be there. Um, yeah, right. But with that being said, man, like you know, there's so many. The fact that like the fact that these guys are not getting. I said I said the fact way too much. Um, but you know, obviously they're not getting paid. Some of, some of them are dying in the process of building this stuff, and Qatar is kind of just you know, oh, stay the course. Um, yeah, and. And, and I mean, obviously, this is a reflection on FIFA. This is who they, you know, who they chose, well, who paid them to go to have them choose them to to have the World Cup, and and so it's, it's just so much problems. And I mean, I don't know if it, it's not necessarily a Middle East thing. I think if shoot it, you probably could. Dubai seems like one of the places that would be an amazing location to have a World Cup in because it seems like everybody wants to go to Dubai. Yeah, 
But um, everybody wants to go there for like vacationing and stuff. So imagine, imagine that. Plus the fact that they could probably charge a hell of a lot more to stay there. You know what I mean? Like even, even like say for for example, right now it could be expensive. They could actually charge even more just because of that. Like it's like that uh supply and demand kind of deal. Like exactly what they're doing. I mean, I hate to bring it up like this, but like baby formula. You know? Yeah, I've heard heard what's going on with that. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, here uh, here in the U.S., if we have any of uh, international, I don't know about worldwide, but I here in the U.S., there's a shortage of uh, baby formulas. So there's people who are like buying them for like let's say thirty thirty bucks a can, uh, case, and then reselling each can for like thirty bucks. So they're trying to you know one up everybody. And I'm like, man, that's some that's some whole ass shit. I was like, it's for babies. It's not like for fucking adults and shit. You know, fuck. Yeah, well, we but, live in a uh, world of people that like to take advantage of things. Um, you mean greedy ass people? Yep. 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 But anyways, so, but yeah, it's just that's that's the thing. It's like like you said, it's uh, touristy stuff. Like they could have, um, hell, they could actually have. Uh, <laughs> I hate to bring this up, but like you know how they have a uh, if you go like um, all those um, countries like um, shit. I don't know. Like I, I guess you could say like Thailand, how they have like those secondhand uh, jerseys. I mean, they can. Oh have yeah, out definitely, there. And definitely. They'll, 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 they'll sell the secondhand jerseys for like the real ones, and then like for the same price or even a little bit more. You know, fuck. Like, they oh, can, they yeah, can that's that not shit. even a question. That's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> There's always gonna be those outside vendors. Uh, but you know, like for the so the people that are trying to make this like, oh, they're attacking the Middle East. It's not. Uh, I, I think. I think. Uh, I think the Middle East is a great opportunity to help grow soccer over there. You're seeing. You're seeing the soccer soccer growing more and more, especially like in countries like Iran. So I mean, like, I, I'm all for having a World Cup in in the Middle East. I think it's it's definitely one of those one of those places that we need to try to give opportunities to. Um, but it's just that you know, once again, Qatar is just it it came it it, it happened in the in the worst way possible, and it's just like it's not it's not like they're doing anything to to save face. They're just like. It just—it's Qatar now. Like it, that's—it's to the point where I'm that's not what even, they're known for. That's what they're like. Hey, this is. Qatar. And once again, this uh, isn't is. a shot at the national team. This isn't a shot at the people. It's just the fact that the way the government's being run by in Qatar is so controversial. Um, a lot of people have. This isn't just me saying it. We've we've heard players, coaches, everyone has has said their piece on why they just don't like Qatar being the host of this country. And then on top of all that, you you make the World Cup in the now the World Cup's going to be in the fall because. Of the of the how hot it's going to be in the summer in Qatar, um, right? So it's just like it, it's just like a it's just a continuing ball that's just growing and growing. That Qatar has, and, and I am going to say it's going to be. I mean, FIFA should probably have stepped in at some point to to make sure because I mean, this is a representation of FIFA. It's the FIFA World Cup. Like that's the first thing you say. Well, I mean, you know, let's let's be honest. We'll be lazy and say World Cup, but. It is the FIFA World Cup. It is, you know, the governing body of all things soccer. And you have this host that's doing things in the worst way possible. And, and you're not even trying, or at least we haven't seen any attempts to try. Actually, we know there's no been attempts because we saw what G- Johnny Infantino ended up saying that really, really struck a chord with everybody. Um, yeah. And, and so, like, it, it just, once again, it's just a lack of effort from FIFA. And, and once again, we're not saying that FIFA's the poster child of, of good morals, 
But, you know, Qatar is... I might say this. I think this might be the most unwatchable World Cup. I think some people will not watch this World Cup because of how controversial Qatar is. Yeah, I mean, you're right, man. I mean, just... It's just getting, it's, it's been, it's been very, very, uh, controversial. I mean, like you said, it's not, it's just a lot of people just saying, Hey, it's just Qatar. Like I personally, like me, you know, I just like, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I, I'm just one person. And even, even then a whole organization can change the way they think, you know, so. And, and you're absolutely right. I think that that's one thing, uh, to consider, but I think the fact that like this is clearly not a good look for Qatar. The fact that you know migrant workers aren't getting paid, that migrant workers are are, are not getting are dying or are, are dying to build the world. And I know like this isn't the only time that this has happened. Like I you know we we've heard the things about what happened in Brazil. That we've heard things that happened in South Africa. But I'm pretty sure those people at least got compensated. Is what I'm saying. Um, this is literally slavery. Is is literally what's going on over in Qatar, and, and what sucks is like, dude, we don't even know. Like, we I can't be a hundred percent, but like, we don't even know if the family members are being compensated for the people who have actually passed away during the construction of these monuments, because that's exactly what they are. Is like giant as stadium monuments, like you know. You know the thing that always was that I always find intriguing is like what happens to these stadiums after after because like I mean I don't know how. If they're using those stadiums in South Africa, they, I mean, they, they built up some stadiums for South, the South Africa World Cup. And I'm like, are, are those, are those places still being like, at least kept up? Like, you know, since 2010? I don't know. Um, you can make, probably make the same, same questions about Brazil. It's like, I mean, you know, you build things up for the World Cup and all that. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, but at this point, it's like, it's in too deep, you know, Qatar, it's going to happen. There's no way you, there's no, there's no, I don't know there's any country that could, that it, even if, like if FIFA were to finally just say, hey, this is just, this is just not working. This is just, it's just too much to deal with. Um, maybe, maybe this call to action is, is going to give, uh, FIFA maybe some sort of realization that like, this is just way, they just, they bid too much, um, with, with, with having Qatar as the host. And, but I, I think at this point, it's just, it's it's just too short of a notice. I don't know who can step up to be the host. Like having friends host a Champions League final is different from a World Cup. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because I mean, uh, Champions League is just a one one day. You know, one one night of uh, of soccer. You know, around the whole city. Um, you know, once once it's over, maybe you got like one or two people. Maybe a few, maybe let's say a few. Let's say a few thousand, you know, like let's say, let's, let's put it at 2,500. Let's say 2,500 people still stay for like two days extra and then that's it. You know, then they end up going home, you know, but with the World Cup, like you said, it's um, even, even after the World Cup is done, you know, you're still going to have people who are like, all right, cool. Like, let me go ahead and stay for like, I don't know, another three days. And it's maybe more than 2,500 people who decide to do that. You know, maybe it's like 5,000, 10,000 people. And that's from different countries, not just, oh, you know, uh, for example, 1,000 people from, you know, for the final right now for Real Madrid. For, so 1,000 people that go for Real Madrid. 
Uh, and then another thousand people when I go for Liverpool, you know, like, you know, oh, okay, cool. No, this is going to be like, okay, you got that 1,000 people from Mexico, maybe even more for sure. Um, you got the 1,000 people from uh, Argentina. You got the 1,000 people from Brazil. Basically, just just add 1,000 people for each country that's there. That's going to stay an extra two or three days. And it, it's just, uh, it's extra revenue for, 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 you know, for them. So I just, it, it's, I think they're thinking, how do I put it? I think they're thinking in the sense of money. They're not thinking of like, oh, of course, they're not thinking about like humanitarians or whatever. Um, they're just thinking like, okay, cool. Like what we can do is after the money, they, they could say it. Do it. They could they could be like after the money's paid, they breach the contract. Blah, blah blah blah. We'll use that money that we gain to pay the people and the family for their work and all this stuff. Try to compensate them and whatever. Maybe they maybe they've done something like that. Maybe that we don't know about. Um, but you know, I personally don't trust them. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, like I said, FIFA needs to find either hire a new PR person or. Or, fi- or or create a new PR team, you know, like because this is like way too much damage that needs to be controlled right now for FIFA. And, yeah. and there and, and you know everyone's gonna be like, oh, you're, but it's Qatar, and it's like, yeah, but you know, once again, FIFA was the one that took the bribe. Um, so I mean, Seth Blatter was the one that took the bribe, and then now Jenny Infantino is now stuck with it. Uh, but yeah, it, it sucks, and I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of controversy when the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. I mean, I already know that people are saying their things about Mexico because of Querétaro and, and Atlas game. But yeah, and I'm sure there's still going to be some controversy. Maybe not Canada. I don't think anybody has anything mean to say about Canada. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's just Canada. Like, They're it's friendly. Can- yeah, you know. <laughs> Shout out to the Bleach Connections. Uh, but yeah, I, I FIFA needs to do something. I mean, just period. Like, I don't know if they're going to give $440 million away just because, I mean, let's, once again, it's FIFA. Uh, but yeah, they need, to, they need to do something for the fact that, you know, what the damage that has happened so far since build, trying to build this World Cup for Qatar. Yeah, you're right. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, Infantino definitely needs to do something to, to, re, to recover after that brain-dead comment that he made. Because uh, Jesus Christ, but hey, FIFA is FIFA. That's all I gotta say on on, on that on that part. But moving yeah. on, now we're to some other controversy, um, and this is uh about Idrissa Gway. I kind of want to say Way. So part of me just wants to say Way, but I think it's <laughs> Way. Um, he actually sat out of. PSG's match against Montpellier for personal reasons. And weirdly enough, this game was going to be the game that I believe throughout all of Ligue 1 was going to be the the pride game, which the only thing they were really going to do was just that the numbers that they were the players would be wearing were rainbow. You know, it was a rainbow color set for the, oh, for the numbers. Yeah. Um, so, so, like, so, so there's that. I, I, I oh my God. I'll say this, like as someone that has worked in sports, um, especially when you live in the state of Texas, when I worked at the Rockets 
And when I worked at the Houston Astros, when they made the decision to have a pride night as a, as a, as a game, uh, you know, like a, as a, as a game event, you have, you have one side that's like, Oh, this is awesome. I love my team. You know, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there's the other side of this is stupid. Went straight pride night and, and all, all this just. Jesus Christ. It, it, yeah. So I know that decision of doing anything that involves like pride can be a little bit controversial depending on what side you're on. Um, you know, I'm all, I, like, you know, you know, Edward and I have said it plenty of times and Kelsey is also, you know, we're all about, you know, inclusivity having, you know, this is the beautiful game. It's, it's for everyone. It's not just for one person, not one specific type of people. Like, one of the one of the coolest things that me and Edward have always experienced is been able to play with people of different cultures, and it, it, we may not speak the same language, but because we all know how to play the you know play the we simple all love game, the game. We all love to play the game. We all love to you know to talk about it. To just it's not even it's not, it doesn't have to be about professional. It could just be like, oh hey, you know that move like you pulled off on the field or something like something, something like that. You know, like it, it could be just just for the love of the game. You know. Nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing uh, about oh, you know, hey, you know, like you're gay or something. Like I can't play with you for some reasons, X X reason. And you can't. Like it, it just, it just can't. Come on, dude, think about it. Like actually, uh, we play, we play against a team of that's stacked with uh with uh, people who are gay, like guys who are gay, like you know. And shit, we some some of our matches are actually pretty fucking decent with them because they actually have good people who, who play really well. Yeah, and I ain't hating uh, on nobody, especially, you know especially I mean? the guy with the two knee braces. Like, good god, <laughs> I don't know how he doesn't. I I seriously don't. I mean, he's playing on literally with no knees. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. Yeah, when he, when <laughs> he props to him. Drug. Props to him on that one. But yeah, so uh, Idrissa. Idrissa ends up stepping out of that game. He he ends up not wanting to participate for personal reasons. Being that you know, obviously, in you know, based on based on on his views of religion, he just does not want to partake. You know, show support uh, of that uh, of of pride of, of the LGBTQ. And, and obviously, when when people do things like this, there's two sides. They're like kind of similar to what I was saying about about like when a, when a team, when an organization wants to host an event like that. Um, there's two sides. There's obviously the side that's supportive for for the player for making you know standing by his his beliefs and and, and you know freedom of speech. And then there's the other side that's going to call him a homophobe. Um, and, and so you know people you know want him out of the club and blah 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 and. And, 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 and for that is like, you know, when, like I said, I, I do believe in inclusivity. Like I believe that everyone is like, if he's it's just not, not, not comfortable, if he's not comfortable yeah, with it, like that's also his right. Like if, if yeah. like if, if he just, if he's truly one, he's truly, he believes in, in, in what he, you know, in what he believes in. If he's not, if he's not, if he doesn't, one, he's not being disrespectful. He's just saying, I don't, Want to wear? I don't want. I don't want to wear a yeah. rainbow number. So, like, out of respect, he steps out of the game. Still, lets the game happen. It's not like he's protesting it or anything. He's just, you know, he's just not playing in it. 
So, you know, like I think he was doing it respectfully, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, so people can take it for what they want. But it's, it's like one of those things is like freedom of speech goes two ways. Like you may not like what the person is saying, but guess what? That's their freedom of speech. You may like what that person is saying. That's their freedom of speech. It's a two-way street. It's not one of those things where, you know, because, oh, I don't like what you're saying, that you shouldn't talk. No, that's freedom of speech. That's literally the point of freedom of speech. Like, exactly. <laughs> like some people hated what Donald Trump said. I found it comical. But like, you know, <laughs> the, the, the things that he said, like, oh, you know, stop him. No, it's like, that's his right. Like, I mean, as much as I don't like what he's saying, that's that's the whole point of the freedom of speech thing. Obviously, we're talking about America, but once again, that's his right. That's his belief. I'm not going to discriminate him because that's what he believes. As much as I I would disagree his on his viewpoint, that's religion. I, and and everyone can even tell you, I don't touch religion with a ten foot pole. Like what yep, you believe you in is know. what you believe in. Uh, I'm not an atheist or anything like that. Some people say I'm pretty near close to it, but I'm not. <laughs> I believe in God and all that, but. I just don't touch religion. Like as soon as someone starts talking about religion, I I I try to change the subject because I don't like talking about religion, um, because it's it's a sensitive subject. That's like as much as I I I say some very offensive things in my life, I don't touch religion. That is one thing that I don't touch. I don't touch politics. I make fun of some of the things that politicians say, but that's different. Um, but usually religion is just one thing I don't touch, and, and I think it for this the fact that Gwei is using it, it not using but because of his religious beliefs he he stepped away he didn't protest he just backed away and just said that he would not participate and i think you should release at least respect that and i mean even if you're against don't agree i'm not going to say against but don't agree with what he what he, what he believes in but that's fine too you know where your where your rainbow you know your rainbow number that's fine yeah that's cool that's cool so so I'm on the side of like, this is his right. This is his freedom that he can choose when or not to play. The fact that even Pochettino was okay with him with this, with this choice, he didn't, you know, one, you know, props to Pochettino because obviously he, he covered himself very well as a manager to make sure that one, he's covering his guy because that's his player. That's, yeah. you know, especially because Way has been a, a very crucial part of PSG's run to win the championship, the, the gun championship this year. But I mean, Okay, maybe not crucial, but I mean, he was definitely a part of that of that team. He was a part, yeah, yeah. And so, once again, like I, I mean, for me, I'm all for pride. I'm all for all for LGBTQ plus all all that. I'm I'm all supportive. Actually, as a matter of fact, I was one of the people that kind of pushed more for the Astros to do a Pride Night. So, and, and then the Rockets, I was all supportive of Pride. Actually, I was very happy um, that we did do that because once again, we're talking. It's it's all about a game, and it's 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 everybody. Everybody's a fan of a game. It doesn't matter religion, you know, uh, orientation, orientation doesn't, doesn't matter race. You all love that game, and so like 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 I said, like I I even told you, like I brought it up. I was like, dude, I was like, it doesn't doesn't matter if you're gay. Like you have love for the game. You don't have to have you know love for their orientation or whatever. Like it's just the once you're in the field and you're playing, bro. Like it's just. All footwork, it's, it's your skills against somebody else's. It's nothing, nothing that has to do with the, you know, anything that has to do with sexual orientation or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'm, I, I stand with, with what Gray did. I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, I think people are making it more than what it is, in, in my right. opinion. Um, right. 
it, you know, I think you have to learn to not like, while you want to be supportive of all things, you also have to remember the things that would disagree with it. As long as it's not being blatant and terrible, like I mean, Jesus Christ, some of the comments I remember seeing for when the Astros unveiled that they were going to have a pride night, like, good God. <laughs> wow, seriously? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was bad. Like, it was wow. super bad. What, once again, we live in Texas. <laughs> just oh, that's, just to yeah, be specific. Yeah. Like, we live in Texas. We know what, what, how this state usually, usually goes and leans towards in, in, in certain state, in certain cases. Um, I still love the guy that said, like, we're when straight pride night, and it's like every day, every day straight pride night. If you want to think like that, <laughs> but and I always love the comment uh, that always you just lost a fan. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, sure, buddy. I'm sure you're gonna go ahead and get yourself like an ALCS championship shirt in the same year. So I don't, you know, for them, I just say fuck off. But, um. Yeah, I'm I'm all for I, I stand with Gray. I think one, I think it's cool that League Gun does this stuff. Um, has like Pride Night. I mean, you know, you see it all across soccer. You know, Bayern Munich is one that's very, very supportive of LGBTQ Manuel Noir. You obviously you know that he does what he does for the community. Um and uh, we've had some players recently come out. Um being a that's one of the things that I like is that now you're having players that are more comfortable to let themselves be themselves. And and that's really what's the, the positive part of it. But at the same time, I think, you know, if someone, if someone based on beliefs doesn't agree with that, then that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it's, and it's, it's not a, it's not a bad, it's not a bad deal either. Cause I mean, like, like I said, like, dude, I, I have friends, you know, that are, that are gay, they're bi, whatever, but it doesn't, I don't judge them by that. You know, I just, hey, their actions, you know, like, being being there as a friend or something like you know that's cool like as long as as long as you know how do I say this like as long as um they don't come on to me I'll be all right like we good we cool but uh, uh there's a lot of people who basically they'll be like hey how's it going they'll be like they don't get near me that's like what like, damn like that much hate or something like what's going on bro yeah it's it's always interesting one of the me and uh, Spencer could definitely uh, can mention this as well. We we had this guy in our unit who who was very openly gay. We had we had some guys in our unit that were gay, um, obviously lesbians as well. But like you know, there were some guys in our unit that was gay that some people didn't even know were gay. Um, but which I've which I found kind of amusing, especially because I I knew some. Well, you know, obviously it's one of those things that like people, you know, Spencer could tell you this. I was one of those. And Spencer is the same too. Like he's a, you know one of those just people that you can. Really, just talk around, be cool. It was cool with everybody, you know, kind of similar to to how I was. And so we, you know, we became cool with people. And but like this, the, this guy specifically, I mean, he was just very openly gay. One, and it's funny because he was from Georgia, so he's full on country. Has this like souped up, jacked up. Well, not souped up, jacked. He just had this, you know, this Dodge Ram. I think it was like a fifteen hundred. Um, you know, this you know big truck, and he had Tinker Bell. Um, Seat covers, and then he had a, bu- uh, a little like, a little bumper sticker that said, "I'm so gay, I can't even drive straight." And, and um, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was just like, bro, I fucking love this guy, <laughs> bro. That dude there, he just went above and beyond with that, bro. One. And it was just like the the funniest thing to me was like seeing how he got people uncomfortable. 
like people, <laughs> like I remember, uh, like back when I used to smoke, I don't smoke anymore, but back when I used to smoke, I remember he would come into the smoke pit and like there'd be dudes that just leave. Like he, they probably just like lit a cigarette just now, but as soon as he sees this dude come over, he's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> just goes to, honestly, well, I, I think one of the cool, one of the coolest people I've ever met was this guy. I'm, I'm not going to say his name out there like that, but definitely yeah, yeah. One, one of the best uh, people I've ever gotten to meet. I think, I think Spencer could definitely say the same thing as well. Cause the dude was an interesting character, very, very funny guy. Uh, just, you know, out there. And I think that's like one of the best people out there. It's just people that are just out there like that. So it was really cool. Um, but yeah, um, definitely, you know, I think the best way to sum this up is believe what you want to believe, support what you want to support. That's all I got. Yeah, exactly. You got it. You got it, bro. All right. Let's go ahead and, and, and peel this, this shitty ass onion. All right. No, you mean you peel this scab? No. Pun intended. No, No. maybe not. No. Uh, Depends how you feel. I'm not going to be one of those Real Madrid fans that's going to be salty about him. Like, uh, well, well, we'll first, explain it. the situation. Yeah, All right. So, Kylian Mbappe, obviously, probably the next, the, the future, the future of the GOAT debate along with Erling Haaland. I think that's what everyone seems, seems to be leaning towards more. These two are going to be the, the next Messi and Ronaldo. At least that's what everybody hopes. So, Mbappe was near the end of his current contract with PSG. So, it looked like he was going to become a free transfer this summer, which there's still a ton of names that are, that are, that are in this, that are in this summer that's going to be free transfers. They're still going to, I'm sure there's still going to be some big transfers that are going to happen this season, as, this, this summer as well. But oh, yeah. obviously, Mbappe, the probably arguably could be said the biggest name that was going to go into the summer that didn't, ha- that didn't have a contract. Uh, more and more, it leaned towards that it looked like he was going to go to Real Madrid, which, that was the club that's been pushing the hardest for Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, last summer, they tried to make that big splash move to get Mbappe over to Real Madrid. Um, and PSG just kept ghosting Real Madrid. And so now Mbappe's in the last year of his contract. Looked like it was going to happen where Mbappe, and Mbappe has, has even shared very well that he's wants to go, that he wants to play for Real Madrid, that he's a Real Madrid fan, uh, that he grew up watching Real Madrid. And it seemed more and more that it was going to happen that, and you, gold, one, fuck you, gold.com, by the way, because you teased wow. me way too much. <laughs> I mean, they kept posting that picture of, uh, that cartoon picture of Mbappe with, with all the Real Madrid pictures in the background and him wearing a jersey. Like, it's happening. He's signing with Real Madrid. Like, they did that, like, halfway through the season. Then they did that again, like, halfway through the end of the season. And then they did it literally the week before Mbappe was going to sign with Real Madrid. It, it, yeah, goal, goal. You you put me through an emotional, an emotional strain there. Wow. Because I I've you know obviously I've been very vocal. I want I've wanted I've said this throughout the whole ep, this whole season and the podcast like how how Ramage is going to get Mbappe. Um, so it looked like it was going to happen like this after the Champions League. Ramage was prepared to announce Mbappe as the next Ramage star, and in the final hour. PSG gives Mbappe an offer that he just couldn't refuse. Can't walk away from it, man. Mbappe is now the highest paid player in PSG. That may not seem shocking, but it is because, you know, PSG spent way too much money. A hundred million dollars, not million dollars, a hundred million euro signing bonus. But it's not the money 
that is the that that's gonna make Mbappe it's like, stay it's like Michael Scott with PSG. Said. It's like Michael Scott said. It's all about the perks. Mbappe essentially is the sporting director of PSG. Not not uh, not exactly the, the the sporting director, but he does have a say on who the club brings in. Even has a say on the coach. Yup. I mean, so if you guys want like a like a maybe if you're not into if you don't watch soccer like that maybe an American reference to this, they gave him the LeBron and Tom Brady treatment. Yep. And he's only and he's and he's not you know LeBron or Tom Brady's age. He's literally 23. Mind you, Tom Brady and LeBron have one thing that Mbappe doesn't have. Well, I mean, he does have championships, obviously, because he, you know, he won the World Cup and he <laughs> really? also won. One league, yeah. but he doesn't have a Champions League. Let's face it; that's the one thing we all measure everything with. That's that's the Super Bowl. That's the Super Bowl. That's, that's, right that's the Super Bowl. LeBron has won NBA championships everywhere he's gone, from the Miami Heat then to his return. To, okay, he didn't do it with the first time in Cleveland, but you know he he did it with Miami. Then he went back to Cleveland and won them a championship. Then went to LA and won won a championship. Take it for what you want; it was in the bubble, but it still counts. So LeBron has has proven track record of winning the championship, and I. I mean, do I have to explain what Tom Brady has accomplished? Yeah, man. And at, and at his and at his age, you know what I mean. Like, so if there's anybody, shoot, they didn't even give Messi this treatment, bro. For everybody was so excited when Messi went to PSG. Everybody thought that he was going to be like shining star and everything. Everybody thought he was going to be part of that Trident. Honestly, that Trident was just showing, and I was even I was like I was like oh damn like that that Trident's like. Hella good, you know, like even just right now, you know. But everybody was like, "Oh yeah, Mbappe's gonna leave. Everything's gonna be up to Neymar and Messi at this point." Uh, PSG was kind of PSG was they were they were talking about rumors that they were scrounging around for 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 a striker, you know, like they they were gonna look around for a striker. I think uh, uh, I, I honestly don't know. I just know that they were like, "Oh, we're gonna have to find a striker somewhere else." Sign. All of a sudden, like you said, on the eleventh hour, they just basically said, "You know what? Let's just give Mbappe everything. Let's just here, and, and, here's our testicles." And so here's the thing that I don't like that PSG has done. And it, this may this might be my my traditional sorry, this might be my traditional football guy that comes out in this one, but they put Mbappe over the club. Like I, I, and I'm sure there's some players that are supportive of, of, of what of, of the but I think there's a lot of more players that are just like this is bullshit. Like Mbappe can essentially like, hey Marquinhos, you're out. Yeah. Hey Messi, you know what? Go go ahead and head out to Inter Miami now. You're you're done. Like he can literally have a say of, I want this player I think, out. I want this I think, player I think, out. I want I think, Sergio Ramos didn't even play. Um, I think I think uh, he has thirty five percent control. I think that's what they said. Thirty five percent. That's still a pretty board. big chunk. That's a chunk. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a pretty a big chunk. chunk. But twenty five to thirty five. So somewhere around there. But still, like he can easily like just. And I mean, tech. Honestly, PSG needs to trim the fat for sure with this team because they have been going out and getting. I don't know what they decided. I mean, Hakimi, I think, is still a smart transfer that they did. Donnarumma, I think, was stupid because you had Keller Navas. Yeah. Uh, 
Honestly, I thought that was and the thing is it shows too. Like in, in all those games where he messed up, it shows the inexperience. It shows that he wasn't ready mm-hmm. for Champions League football. It showed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then worst part now is AC Milan's looking pretty over with their with their new goalkeeper. I know. I was like, what? Um, which is funny because I always like my gun. But um, but that's not the point. <laughs> but uh, you know, bringing in Sergio Ramos, which uh, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you signing. that I it wasn't was surprised. It's just a sexy signing, bro. It was just a is sexy it really? Sign. Saying that you have Sergio Ramos, okay, well, probably your squad. that. Probably that. I mean, I still feel you like know? he should have retired at Real Madrid, or at least go to Inter Miami, but um, or at least go to his boyhood club, Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Trying to see, trying to see if you retire there. I mean, mm-hmm. Real Madrid fans would probably look at him down on him, but maybe he was no, like, they'll they'll get it. I think I think when it's Sergio Ramos, it, it depends. Like it depends on the player. I think a player like Sergio, it's like saying. Can you can you be mad for Messi to go that wants to go and end his career at Noel 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 boys Noel boys like I mean I don't think anybody would be mad at him I mean it's Messi but like but I I think we it it depends on a certain caliber of player like I think if if Thierry Henry were had would have wanted to end his career at at Arsenal instead of Barcelona there's not gonna be a Barcelona fan that's gonna be mad at him for for choosing to end his career at Arsenal. Yeah. Even though maybe his more significant accomplishments happened at Barcelona, like it's like no, he's a, he was an Arsenal player. He was part of the 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 Invincibles, you know, and all that. So I mean, like it's but he, obviously the Champions League success came with with Barcelona, right? So I mean, but I don't, th- I don't think you'd be mad if Thierry Henry chose to retire at Arsenal instead of Barcelona. Honestly, I would understand it. Like, exactly. I, like I said, so that, I that's would the understand. Best so I would get why he would retire at Sevilla, but I mean, I don't, I don't think he should. Uh, but, but anyways, getting back to the topic at hand. But yeah, anyway, so because in Bob, and it's it's only a three year contract, so he's he's, he's going to be with 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 PSG till twenty twenty five, or maybe maybe Mbappe decides that hey, look, I'm leaving. <laughs> actually, it, it I'm pretty actually sure leave. that when they're that contract, was maybe made up. maybe that's what he did. Maybe because he didn't like how he wanted to go to Real Madrid in last summer, um, and Real Madrid's making these officers throwing twenty one. They're they're through two hundred million to 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 PSG. Real Madrid has the money. You you can say the same thing for a lot of clubs that have they ha- they have the money to give to Mbappe to make. I, apparently, Liverpool was a, it was even a close second. Um, yeah, next to Real Madrid. So it was is it, as far as money goes. There's teams that have the money to like PSG isn't like the richest club. Like Manchester City, I'm pretty sure has a lot more money than PSG does. So it's not necessarily a, a, a an issue of money, but the fact that you know obviously a control of of who can, who comes in and out of this club is pretty significant. And it's crazy to think that you're giving it this guy to a guy that's just legally able to drink in America. Really, um, yeah. And so. So that's the crazy thing to me. And, and, but, you know, PSG obviously is very happy. Apparently the French government also had some, some, something to do with this. I don't know what the hell. Some that sway. Was, some, like, I don't know what the hell. I, I was like, France government. What the like, heck am I reading? It's like, it's like all those, all those parking tickets you had, all those speeding tickets you had from when you were like 15, 16, consider them gone. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the hell that happened, but essentially. What, what, what France and PSG believe is that they they have the biggest player in the world, and 
Real Madrid and La Liga are jealous. And so this kind of goes into the segue of the other thing is that La Liga is pissed. And I yep. completely agree as to what, what, what PSG is saying because of the fact is, is that La Liga, let, let's be real. La Liga doesn't have a star. Like, you know, you look nope. at the English Premier League, you have Kevin De Bruyne, you have, now you have Erling Haaland. Uh, now, you know, you have Phil, Fo- you know, guys on the rise like Phil Foden, you know, Saka, Smith Rowe, but you still have like, uh, Gundogan, uh, Allison, Salah, uh, Sadio Mane. Basically, uh, you have all these big names, like you all have these- all these big names that compete for world titles in, in those leagues. Shoot, Bundesliga, I mean, well, might lose Robert Lewandowski, but still you had Robert Lewandowski. La Liga hasn't necessarily had a big start. Like, yes, there's Kareem Benzema, but honestly, there's some people that still don't rate Kareem Benzema as high as others do. So, I mean, yeah. is he a star? Look at the way, look, the way he's playing this year should be a, a front runner for the ball in the or. Um, yeah. But I mean, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not Mbappe. He's not Holland. He's not Messi. He's not Ronaldo. So like, that's, that's, yeah, I forgot about Ronaldo, but that's the issue is that like, La Liga doesn't necessarily have a star eye-catching player that's going to make people watch La Liga. Um, Besides the fact that you have the two biggest clubs in the world that are in those leagues. Yeah, you don't have a player who's going to be the one. Like, everybody thought, like me and you, we both were kind of like, okay, Mbappe's going to go to Real Madrid, Haaland's going to go to Barcelona. That's what what we thought. I never thought Haaland was going to go to Barcelona. I honestly thought he was. Because, I mean... I mean, you, you have, I mean, you had Suarez and Atletico Madrid. Like, that's a big star striker. I mean, think about it. You had, uh, you had Cristiano Ronaldo back in Real Madrid and you had Messi back in, back in Barcelona. That's in like the days where everybody was like, yeah, this is going to be like the best, the best uh, La Liga ever. This is basically the matchup between. And and honestly, it was, It, it was when you had Ronaldo and Messi in La Liga. Yeah, like there was no, there was no doubt about it. La Liga was the superior league because you had the two goats mm-hmm. in that league. Yeah, and so I mean, I I think mainly La, it's crazy to think that La Liga is the one pissed, but I mean, Real Madrid is also pissed off because obviously they they were prepared to announce Mbappe after the Champions League, and then next thing you know, you're watching their last game in in, in France, and you see. Mbappe holding a 2025 uh, shirt. No, yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say the messed up part was the way they did it because I think even before that, they made a Twitter or something about social media, and then he's like, "It's Mbappe," and he's standing on top of Park the Prince, and he's like, "I think he's telling everybody, yeah, this is this is Paris, like this is Paris," and then like you know they're announcing like, "Hey, this is Paris," and everybody's like. What? Like, you know, like everybody was like, oh shit, this is on their main Twitter account, this is on their Instagram, this is on all form of social media. Yeah, I mean, essentially PSG just trolled the hell out of, out of Real Madrid. Yeah, um, and then that's when they, the, the last game of the league, you know, that's when, that's when they were like, oh yeah, here's Mbappe with the 2025 uh, jersey. I was like, oh damn. And so this is what La Liga had to say about, about, um, about, P- about PSG. What PSG are doing by renewing with Mbappe for a huge amount of money, who knows where and how it'll be paid. Let's face it, they got, they got oil money. That's how they're getting paid. 
after announcing that's, loss that's of just, 700 million. And I, and I will agree, there is a lack of consistency with some of these clubs because obviously it's like, oh, we're broke, we don't have money. And then like, oh, look, I bought this guy. Um, so, <laughs> so yes, but that's throughout the game. Like you could say the same thing for Manchester City said they lost money. I mean, but, so I mean, like clubs do this all the time. Real Madrid does it all the time. Barcelona, even though they're technically broke, still ended up getting players. So I mean, yep. like, I don't necessarily believe when clubs are like, oh, we're in a financial bind. Uh, it's like, no. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, let me go ahead and use my overdraft. Um, but yeah. like I the said, after, protection fee. <laughs> after announcing losses of 700 million in the last few seasons and having a wage burden of 600 million is an insult to football. I'm going to just say this with La Liga. Just, you know, calm the fuck down. Like, it's, it's, you know, yes, you lost an opportunity to have a big star player in your league. That's the only reason why you're mad. Don't, don't, exactly. don't make it anything less about it. This isn't about the sanctity of the game because if there was, if it was about the sanctity of the game, you would have put a cap on Real Madrid and Barcelona at some point. So, I mean, nope. no, let's not talk about any sort of sanctity of the game. So, you know, La Liga calmed the fuck down. But they also end up adding this to Al Khalafi is a, is as dangerous as a super. Shut the fuck up. Just uh, as dangerous as a super league. Really? <laughs> Look, what PSG is doing, they just happen to have a lot of money in a league that's a guarantee of victory. That's yeah, all they've been doing. Pretty much. That's all they've been doing since they got all this money when they went and got Zlatan Ibrahimovic, when they got Thiago Silva, when they went to go get David Luiz, when all they were doing was just getting big name players to come play for the team because, A, you're going to win the league. Are you yeah. going to Champions League? Probably not. You're probably not even making it past the first round. But, but you have all these big names. But you have all these big names. Money. And you have all this money, and we'll pay you. You'll you'll you won't make past the first round of the Champions League, but we'll pay you. So like that, yep. that's been like their their way of working with the business. And maybe, maybe with Mbappe having a little bit of a say, can maybe change the course of how PSG runs things. And you know, maybe he's like, yep. hey, maybe like let's not get old people <laughs> to to play for our team. Yeah, um, you never know. You, you never know. Or maybe he, or, or he just makes or he just sells himself. I don't. It, it, it's a gamble at this point, but um, but I wonder what happens. Think... But like I said, he even has a say on coaches. No, like what PSG did was basically was that they got super desperate. They're like, well, we can't. Money isn't going to be the issue because in Bob, like, let's be honest. You know, it, an opportunity to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona or Manchester United or Liverpool or Bayern Munich or or Chelsea. The thing that comes with those clubs is pedigree money. and money. Money, money, money. Money's guaranteed. That's why I'm saying PSG can't compete with them. PSG can compete with money, but they can't compete with pedigree, with history, with culture. Barcelona, you know, has that culture that they've had for years, culture of success. Real Madrid, one of the most successful teams in the Champions League. You know, Bayern Munich, one of the most dominant teams in, in Germany. Manchester United, even if even if Manchester United is down bad right now, they still have their history. That's something that PSG doesn't have. Like they can't compete with. Look at the names that have worn this shirt. Like, you know, if you play for Manchester United, it's like George Best, Cristiano Ronaldo, David Beckham. Beckham. You know, those are names, right? You go to look at Barcelona. You got Messi, freaking Ronaldinho. You have Deco. You can go with a long list of players, Real Madrid, you know, Raul, Iker Casillas. You know, there's a long list Ronaldo. of players with each club. 
each club has history. PSG has no history. And also the fact that they have zero, PSG has zero chance of ever winning a Champions League. Yeah. Because they play in a Farmers League. So they, so I was going to say, I was like, what, what if that was one of the reasons too that he wanted to stay? Like, okay, so hear me out. If that was the reason, he would have signed a longer contract. Oh, I know. But that's why he's probably giving him a deadline. He's like, all right, look, I'm giving, I'm giving y'all two years or three years to, for PSG, basically two years. Let's put two years because it already happened. Two years for PSG to win a Champions League with me in the team. So maybe if they win it, I'm saying if he might extend that contract 2025, he wants to be able to say, I'm the one that carried this team all the way through, including the manager position, the players that he's going to help bring in. Um, you know, basically saying I played and I brought in people and I brought in the coach and I brought like basically saying it was all me. So it's going to be if he wins the Champions League with PSG and the current uh, standard of the contract that he has. Um, truthfully, how can you say no? He didn't do anything or no, he didn't really help out in the in the staffing process. Like he, you can't really say. This man did not carry the team on his own, on his shoulders, because he he's done it. Where it's like everybody else has like lost all the all the not, not the love, but like all the the passion in during the game while it's going on. And all of a sudden, Mbappe will pull something out of his ass and like fucking step overs and real quick cuts and boom, scores a goal. And it's like, oh shit, PSG's still alive. And then everybody's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. He's got it. This kid's got it. He did it against Real Madrid. And sadly, like, you know, like he didn't manage to pull it off because he didn't have the team that everybody was expecting him to. So that's what, that's what I'm getting at. Like, maybe that's what he wants. He wants to prove that he can put the team on his back at a very young age and haul ass and I, actually I, win. I, I, I firmly believe, I, I, I stand, I, I, with most confidence, I would. If they didn't give him any control in any sporting direct, as, as, as any sort of percentage of as a sport director for PSG, I don't think he would have stayed at PSG. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I don't think. They, the, like I said, the money, the money isn't the thing. I, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he took the money." He's like, "No, he, Real Madrid has the no, money." Trust me, the money's not the problem. It's it's that that lip, the fact that he has a he has control. Some well, not full control, but he has some control of the club. Like he and the, and okay, for example, let's say he has an injury, and it's a career-ending injury. He still has that to back him up. Like he still has a a board position. Yeah, to me, the only issue I have is the fact that they basically put Mbappe above the club. That's the only issue I have. Like, and I mean. Of course, it, it only makes sense for PSG because they have no history. They have, they, you know, do they really care about that badge? I really don't know. The fact that you just put a player over that badge clearly, is, you know, clearly makes the most sense because you got desperate. You were going to lose your star player. The fact that the French government, I don't know what they did, but somehow got involved, it just tells you how desperate this this club got that they were going to lose their star player for nothing when they could have sold him last summer and gotten something at least for him. So I mean, PSG. Yep. 
PSG just didn't know what they were doing. They were at their literally pulling out of their the little bit that they had to get Mbappe to stay. And they got him to stay. I mean, you know, the deal's done. Mbappe's staying put. He's he's gonna be good till 2025. Who knows? Maybe he that's when he decides to make his move. I mean, he's still very young. I mean, by the time that 2025 contract 2025 is going to be 25, 26. So, I mean, he's, he's going to be in the, in his prime, be in the prime. Yeah. So, I don't know. And he'll get even paid even more. So, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I think, I think this is going to hurt Mbappe a little bit as far as like ever winning a Champions League. I think now Erling Haaland has like a much higher pop probability of winning a Champions League title just because yeah. he's in a better league. So that that's that's my opinion on that one. But as far as La Liga being mad, look, you still have a really good league. You know, you you, you know, me and Edward are still gonna stand by your league because we you know we're loyal yeah. to La Liga. But and and Real Madrid, honestly, like I'm not gonna say I'm not. This isn't me being petty, but the thing that if you were to if you were to add Mbappe, like so many things that I like that Real Madrid is doing right now. Would basically be moved away. Like Marco Sensio would basically be be out of the club. Um, Rodrigo, whatever momentum he's built is basically gone. Because yeah. obviously, with 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 you know still having Karim Benzema, Benzema would be up top, and then you put Mbappe on the wing. You're not going to let Vinicius lose his spot because Vinicius has just oh, been no. on fire this season. So Rodrigo and Asensio would be the ones most affected by this decision because. They, they, that, that, that opposite wing spot would be unavailable for them. So, like, yep. so that, and I think maybe Mbappe is a luxury. I think any club can easily say that, that getting it, like, I don't think Real Madrid necessarily needed Mbappe. What they really need yeah. is to, to, you know, add some youth to that midfield. Well, not youth, but add some more prime players in that midfield. But, yeah, would have been great to have Mbappe. Yeah, of course. Who's gonna say no? Who's not? Who's gonna say no to Mbappe? I'm sure Barcelona right. somehow managed to get Mbappe here. Where would be all about it? So I mean, like, mm, I mean, uh, yeah, of course. But remember how I, I was like, man, I was like, well, you're bro, you're, you're like, a Holland fan, so yeah, I was, I was, I was like thinking, I was like, how long is gonna make it? How long is gonna do it? Technically, I was kind of close. He went under Pep, yeah. <laughs> former Barcelona coach. So I, I had an inkling, just you know, the wrong fucking league. <laughs> yeah, but as far as La Liga goes, I mean, it happened, and Papi's there. So, I, like I said, I'm not really mad. If anything, I'm just mad at at, at PSG because they set this new this new thing. Because now clubs are going to do this. That's the thing that's going to suck now is clubs are going to start doing this. They're going to give every player the LeBron treatment. Which let's face it, there's only like a handful of players. That even deserve the Tom Brady LeBron treatment. And I, I'm gonna just tell you right now, I don't think Mbappe is one of those guys. Like he's still young. He's we don't know what he's gonna become yet. Uh Messi probably makes I mean, Messi is most likely next next year is gonna be going to to the MLS to go play with Inter Miami, and is he's also getting part ownership of the club. So that's I mean right. like once again, that's messy. <laughs> so if anyone deserves that kind of treatment, it's messy. Uh, Messi and Ronaldo is probably like the only two I would say like in full confidence. Yeah, give him a share, but like, and it's not even like not even control of who comes to the club. They're just getting a percentage of the club. I mean, it, it makes sense because yeah. they're going to MLS. They're not going to get paid as much. But yeah, so like that's what you said. I don't, I don't think Mbappe is worthy of that 
position is is what I'm saying. But like you know what, PSG needed to do what they did. They did. They got dirty, and hey, they came out on top of it. So they took a they took a page out of the Sergio Ramos uh, playbook. You know, pretty much. I just, uh, you know, just it. Mm, I mean, I just wish Mbappe well staying at PSG. I, I personally don't think they're going to win anything. That's just me. I mean, they're going to win League One. I mean, that, that's, that's automatic. But I, I don't. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to win Champions League. I, I've I've stated way too many times why I think PSG can never win a Champions League. But maybe who knows? Maybe Mbappe can. I don't think so. Anyways, but yeah. So I'm not, like I said, I wasn't. I'm not entirely as mad as people think I am. But we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with our 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 recap of the Liga MX semifinal. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right, man. So the semifinals have happened for Liga Emeki. So we have our matchup for the, for the final. The final will be this weekend, I believe, obviously. Um, and well, they've already played their first leg by the time this episode drops, but we'll go ahead and, and, and do the recap and, and make our predictions for who we think is going to win it. But all right. So in the first semifinal, Atlas beat Tigres five to four in the first leg. Yeah, Atlas is, is a, it was a pretty intense. No, I was going to say, I was like, it's a pretty intense, uh, semifinal. Yeah, so in the first leg, Atlas ended up beating Tigres 3 to nothing. Tigres had 54% of the possession, shots for even 11-11. Atlas had more shots on target, 5-2. to The goals for that game was by Furch in the, in the 40th minute off a of penalty, Reyes in the 60th minute, and Kionis, who just put the, 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 the dagger in on the 90th minute. 3 to nothing. It's going to be really hard for Tigres to come back from that. And the leg, in the second leg, Tigres ends up beating Atlas 4-2. to um, and Tigres, once again, kind of controlling the game with possession, 61% of the possession. Tigres outshot, uh, Atlas again, 21 to 10. Well, not again, but outshot, uh, Atlas this time around 20, 21 to 10, 7 to 2 on target. So they were putting all that they could to win this game. I mean, Gignan scores a hat trick. He, he scored a penalty in the 54th minute, scored in the 59th, and then scored another penalty in the 74th. Yeah, Lichnowski scored in the 81st minute. But Atlas comes in at that final hour and scores in the 45th minute by Quiones and Roca scores the penalty in stoppage time. 10 minutes into stoppage time, scores a penalty uh, and just ends Tigres season just like that. I mean, I think Tigres played their hearts out, but unfortunately, and it sucks too because if had they, had that penalty not have been scored, I mean, Atlas was still going to advance, I believe. I think they're the higher seed than Tigres. So, yeah. Well, no, but the thing is, like, Tigres had the, the advantage. They actually had, they were winning. 
Yeah, but if the, no, because if if Atlas wouldn't have scored that penalty, it still would have been four four. But because I I believe Atlas was the higher seed going into this, they they would have advanced oh. to the final anyways. Let me see. I think you. Let me see. Let me see. Because I because they were saying like you know Diaz basically had it. Let me see something right quick. Uh, please pardon me. Pardon me. No, Tigres was second place. Atlas was third. Oh shoot! Man, yeah, that's why. Nice. That's why it was even more. Difficult. That's why. That's why the goalie, you know, started. No, 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 no. Like started yeah. crying. Yeah, because he and got then, the red card. He got a red card, I believe. No, 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 no. He didn't get red carded. He uh, like before that. Before that. Before. Uh, when he um, when he was about to stop the penalty, like it was like basically they called the penalty, and then they, he was like waiting, you know, to to get on his spot. He started crying because he was like, "Dude, this is a lot of pressure. Like, I stopped this. We can advance. I don't stop this. We basically have to try to score just so we can advance." But yeah, so if you're not a fan, of, if you're not a fan of these two teams, you probably enjoyed a pretty good, like, dramatic game. If you're a fan, you probably went through a heart attack. So, but yeah, Atlas yeah. is is in the final after winning the Apertura. They're back in it with the final, a chance to have a double this season. So that is amazing from Atlas, uh, especially after the season that they had this this class. Where, well, we know. I don't think we have to talk about it, but Querétaro. So <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Yeah, but the other semifinal, man, Pachuca ends up beating America four to one. So the first seed is on to the final. Uh, in the first leg, Pachuca and America actually drew one one. So it looked like at least initially this was going to be a pretty evenly matchup. Uh, Pachuca had fifty three percent of the possession shots were even seven to seven. Pachuca had more shots on target four to three. The goals that were scored, America was Diego Valdez in the fifty fourth minute. Pachuca scored in the penalty in the eighty second minute by Ibanez. In the second leg, Pachuca just said, yeah, America, you're not going on. As they beat them three to nothing. Just <laughs> pure embarrassment for America. America had 59% of the possession. America actually outshot, uh, 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 Pachuca 17 to 16, but then Pachuca outshot them six to five on target. Um, the goals were scored by Ibarra on the 13th minute and the 66th minute and Sanchez in the 44th. Just deflating if you're an America fan. Um, I guess I've, the kiss of death that I've given them from our first time covering the Yankees is just continuing. Finally paid on. off, apparently. It's paying <laughs> off for sure. I mean, fuck America, but Jesus Christ! But the final man, Pachuca versus Atlas. You have Atlas looking to complete by winning the Apertura and Clausura, something that you don't. Really, I I've personally have never seen happen in, in one year. Uh, having a team win both. The Apertura and Clausura, usually the, the, the team that wins the Apertura shits the, the bed in the Clausura and vice versa. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that Atlas has the opportunity to, to achieve a double here. And then you have Pachuca, yeah. a team that was not even in the reclassification for the Apertura, has just an amazing run, uh, this season, led the league, led the league in, in goals and, and the goals allowed this year. Um, clearly just being the better team in the Clausura. Uh, but Edward, how do you feel? Do you feel that Atlas completes the double, or or are you riding with with your with your accidental pick of Pachuca? Uh, well, mm, on this one, 
Yeah, um, this is hard. This is actually hard because I was. They really showed that grit, man. You know, I was like, they were. I don't want to say they were outplaying Thetis, but it was like really that game was all about grit. So they have the grit. Pachuca, on the other hand, did outplay America a lot. And then even, even then, America was actually hitting a lot of poles and stuff, but so was so was Pachuca. Even Pachuca was like, what the hell? Like at the end of it all, like they were there was one ball that actually hit, you know, the back of Ochoa, like a back of Ochoa. And when Ochoa just kind of didn't expect it, it was about to go in. He just scattered for it. I was like, damn. I was like, that was almost kind of like a own goal. It's kind of like an indoor soccer kind of goal. And I was like, oh shit, almost. It's really close. I wanted... Damn. It was like, it was like Julio Gulch or what's that other dude? The one from Pachuca. It's between them two. I guess uh, the score Ibarra. goals. Ibarra? Yeah. I guess so. Oh, man. That's tough. That's tough. Or Chala. Chala, too. Chala. Chala was the one mm. that... Yeah, Chala, too. So I'm like, man. It's kind of tough. It's, kind of, it's tough. It's tough, bro. I'll, I'll ride with Pachuca. I'll ride no. with Pachuca. Before I yeah. continue. Um, you know what? In honor of Vicente Fernandez, I mean, Univision is going to do their, their little... Because, you know, whenever a famous singer does, they always have to do a biopic. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in Univision. So in honor of Vicente Fernandez, because I'm, I'm sure, I, I don't know if it's out yet or not, but you know what? I, I mean, Atlas, they won in the, the, the weekend that, that, that El, El Rey went ahead and passed away. And mm-hmm. I, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of Vicente Fernandez is, is, is up there and helping, helping Atlas. I don't know. Was he an Atlas fan or was he a Chivas fan? I know he's from Guadalajara, but that's, I don't know that man's life too much. Maybe I should watch the movie. Um, but I'm gonna go with Atlas here. I think I, I think Atlas achieves the double for Liga Mekis. which is okay. gonna suck because then there's no Super Cup. <laughs> there's no. I mean, who, who they does Atlas play against Atlas for the Super Cup? Who they play? Who they play? Yeah, for real. It's like who they play? Because I think if they if they win both, I think they become the Super Campeon. Yeah, which is weird that. Super somehow is still we say super, and so, I don't know what super in Spanish. <laughs> Suprema, not supreme. I don't know, but but a super campeon. That's what, <laughs> that's what they say. But all right, so we're done. We're done with Liga Mac. He's actually not really. I I, I guess we're also going to be doing a recap of this because obviously, well, next next episode will be a recap of Liga Mac's as well. Um, but all right, man, before we get going with the big leagues in Europe, here are some noted champions, uh, across Europe. In the edit of easy, Ajax, go figure, wins it again. So Tejago gets himself one more trophy before he, he heads over to Manchester United and have deep, deep regrets. Um, I'm sure he'll do well. It's just like, sure he'll do well. Uh, I really don't know. I really can't promise anything. I mean, since Sir Alex Ferguson left, it's maybe Sir Alex Ferguson comes out of nowhere and says, I want to take the job back. Edward did say that. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I did say that. In the Portuguese league, FC Porto lifts uh, the cup. So, I believe they still have Pepe. 
I don't know if he's going to retire. He probably should retire. Jesus Christ, how long has he been playing now? How long has he been almost cutting people in half? I don't know. He's not as dirty as you think. I think Sergio Ramos is actually a lot more dirtier than, than Pepe is. Um, no, Sergio Ramos was just playing dirty. And then, uh, uh, what you call it? Pepe was just playing all dirty. Sergio Ramos was like technically dirty. Like he knew he had to be dirty. Kind of like that technical smart foul that he knew he was going to get out. And then after that, it was just kind of like a time waster, kind of dirty. Yeah, Sergio Busquets. So, you have Sergio Busquets. I don't want to hear it. A flopper. Anyways, in the Scottish Premier League, Celtic wins it yet again. Or maybe not yet again, but they have won it. Shout out to Cameron Carter Vickers now. <laughs> wins, makes it, make, uh, makes it to the Scottish place for Celtic and then wins the championship. Coincidence? I think not. Um, actually, I think he, I believe he got a call up for the U.S. men's national team for this, uh, upcoming call ups. So perhaps to him in the Austrian league, RB Salzburg, where every player basically goes to either Borussia Dortmund or Bayern Munich. Well, they want it over there. And in the two, in the Turkey, Turkey, I don't know what the hell I was doing there. In the Turkish Super League, a team that's not Galatasaray or Fernabanchin. Uh, Tramsnapur. I believe they actually won the league very early, and it was really huge for them because obviously they have never. I think they they haven't won the cup in like so many years, so it was really cool to see the fans get super excited. I don't know if they've ever won the cup, I really can't tell you. Um, but it was really cool to see that they they actually secured it a lot a lot sooner. But obviously, we're we're highlighting the trophy, so highlight. Congratulations to Travis Zappor for, for winning the Turkish Super League. I think I butchered that name and, and I apologize because <laughs> I'm not Turkish. It's like, I'm sorry. But, all right, League on, Edward. All right, the lead, the leader in goals was Kylian Mbappe with 28. 28 goals this season. Not bad. The leader in assists is Kylian Mbappe with 17 <laughs> assists. So, so Kylian Mbappe. You know what else? Kylian Mbappe. You know what else? Kylian Mbappe. In relegation, it's Kylian Mbappe. No, in uh, in relegation, in 18th place, you have Saint Etienne, who does still have an opportunity to stay in League One as they have a playoff uh, against the third place team in in League Two. Mets will be relegated, and Bordeaux, who has now the farting Marcelo. Over, over in that club is going to be going down to League Two. And the t- the team that's going to the Europa Conference League will be in fifth place, Nice. Um, in the Europa League, in in the Europa League, it's the team that honestly I thought could probably compete with PSG to win the league, and that was Stadarenes. They ended up finishing fourth. Obviously, probably just couldn't couldn't maintain what they were doing. Uh, or, at least in the early part of the season. The teams that will be going to the Champions League with the champions will be in third place, AS Monaco, and in second place, Marcial. And obviously the champions is in first place, Paris Saint-Germain. <laughs> I think we got to highlight the fact that Lyon and Lille, last year's champion, 
are not have not were not listed. I guess if you're not be listed, you should be high because you didn't get relegated. But we're not listed for any European tournament. So crazy how a year what a year can do. I don't know. Just doesn't want to talk about Ligue 1. <laughs> I mean, it's just Ligue 1 is basically PSG. I mean, I hate to say it. Even you say it yourself. Probably. Yeah. All right. So moving on to a league that maybe everyone cares a little bit more about. Serie A. The leader in goal mm-hmm. scoring was Ciro Immobile for, with 27 goals. And the leader in assists was Domenico Berardi with 14. I'm sure that's going to be a guy you're going to be seeing in a, trans- in a, in a future transfer. Yep. In, in the relegation zone, in 18th place, you have Cagliari. In 19th place, you have Genoa. And in 20th place, you have Venezia, which is, they, they get called, they did get promoted last, this season. So they're going back down to, to the Serie B. I think that's what it's called. All right. And then in the Euro, the, the team that will be in that, in the Europa Conference League spot in seventh place is Fiorentina. So they actually yeah. had, I'm yeah. actually really impressed by Fiorentina this season. So yeah. we'll see what happens with them. I know a lot of players, they, they got a lot of players on loan. We'll see what, what happens from there for them because they're probably going to lose a lot of players. In the Europa League spots, in fifth place, you have Lazio. And in sixth place, you have AS Roma. So the special one, Jose Mourinho, will be looking to move up in the Europa League and, and win another Europa League title. Actually, by the time this episode drops, the, the Conference League final has happened. So congratulations to whoever won. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's Jose Mourinho. And if not, I'm still be happy because Jose Mourinho will have a meltdown. <laughs> In the Champions League spots, in fourth place, you have Juventus. In third place, you have Napoli. In second place, you have Inter Milan. And the champions of the Serie A, having lifted, lift a Scudetto in 11 years, AC Milan. Yeah, I know, I know you're excited about that one. It is just crazy how this team has just Gone down the pooper for quite some time. Um, obviously you saw the rise of Juventus who just dominated for a while. Inter Milan. Inter Milan was kind of down for a bit as well, but you know, they, they, they obviously won it last season, but AC Milan, just an amazing year. You know, you got to give props to, to Maldini who, who kind of came in and took over the club as a sporting director and went from spending, I believe the club was like at a, at a Spending a hundred and something million euros uh, on players' salaries, and he dropped that down to eighty-four million. That's a big chunk of, that he has. He he took out. He, you know, he turned the fat on this team, and, and you know what? They got chip. And and funny enough, uh, Daniel Maldini is now currently playing with AC Milan. I don't know how what where he plays or where specifically if he's even going to wreck. I don't believe he's a starter or anything like that, but. Maldini's son now lifts his first Cadetto. Obviously, the Maldini family name is a big one in, in AC Milan. So that's now three generations of Maldinis that have lifted uh, uh, the Serie A title. Damn. Three generations. That is... Sheesh. Yeah, but congratulations to AC Milan to winning the Serie A. In the Bundesliga... The league, 
should I even have to like us? Everyone should know. All right. The lead, leader in goals is Robert Lewandowski with 35. Just another amazing year for, for Robert Lewandowski. And his assist was obviously is go, the guy that fed him the most. Thomas Mueller with 18 assists. Oh, that yeah. partnership is, is, is definitely one for the ages. In the relegation zone, in 16th place, you have Hertha Berlin, who is in for the playoff spot. So they do have a chance to stay in the Bundesliga. 17th place, Armenia, Bayfield, and 18th place, Greterford will be getting relegated down to the Bundesliga too. In the Europa Conference League spot, you have in 6th place, SC Freiburg. Um, so they'll be on to the Conference League. In the Europa League spot, in 5th place, FC Union Berlin. Just, they had, I honestly was impressed by Union Berlin this year. I think that this is a really good spot for them, um, for sure. In the Champions League spots, you have fourth place RB Leipzig, who actually won uh, the, the DFB Pokal. Uh, they're this year's DFB Pokal champions. In third place, you got Bayer Leverkusen. And in second place, you have Borussia Dortmund. And obviously, surprise, surprise, the champions of the Bundesliga at first place is Bayern Munich. So another year, 10 straight years of Bayern Munich just winning the Bundesliga. Damn. They're just, they're just on fire. They just have money. <laughs> no, they it, just know how to build up. They just know how to build up a team with money. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically steal all the good players from the Borussia from uh, Borussia Dortmund and bring them over. Oh man, and except for except for early Holland. Yeah, in La Liga, so the leader in goal score for for La Liga was Kareem Benzema with twenty seven. And the leader in assists is Osman Dembele with 13. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Look at that. Barcelona made an appearance. In the relegation zone in 18th <laughs> place. Made an appearance. Made an appearance. In the relegation zone at 18th place, you got Granada. In 19th place, Levante, which is very ironic that that's their name. <laughs> Not doing so much Levante there. Oh. Um, in 20th place, you got Alaves. Those are the teams that are going into relegation. And the Europa League Conference League, you have in seventh place, you have Villarreal. So Villarreal will be in the Conference League uh, this season. Or actually, did no, they didn't win the... Wait, did they win the... No, no, they weren't in that game. Were they in the, no, they weren't in the Copa del Rey. That was... I forgot. Anyways, uh, in the Europa League, in fifth place, you have Real Betis. And in sixth place, you have Real Sociedad. Also, Raul Betis is kind of an interesting situation because uh, I don't know if they had a lot of players loaned over to them, but they had a really good year. Raul Betis did. Um, they just couldn't. They couldn't hold on any longer because uh, because the team that finished in second place just had an amazing jump from from the second half of the season. But in the Champions League spot, in fourth place we have Sevilla, in third place Atletico Madrid, and in second place who was in I believe ninth place when we started in January when Xavi took over the club. Barcelona at second place. So what a what a jump for Barcelona. I'm sure Edward is at least positive of what the future holds for Barcelona, uh, depending on what moves they make this coming summer. Hell yeah, man! I, mean, I, I was I was uh, I told you like uh, when Xavi took over, and you, and you brought it up. You were like, "Oh yeah, you know, like last time a, a previous player took over uh, Barcelona. You're like, look who it was. It was Pep Guardiola." 
After firing and a Dutchman. Now it's Chevy. So after firing a we'll Dutchman. Let's see what's up. We'll see what's up. But the champions of the 2021-2022 season La Liga is in first place, Real Madrid. Basically riding off the coattails of Karim Benzema and Vinicius. But hey, they got it done. That's all that matters. And Carlo mm-hmm. Ancelotti, obviously now the most successful a manager in, in history, not necessarily in titles, but the fact that he has wanted in all the five leagues that we talk about in this in this podcast. Um, he's won them all. He's won Ligue 1, he's won Serie A, he's won the English Premier League, he's won the Bundesliga, and now he's won La Liga. So, And the man knows how to party, apparently. So, so hopefully, hopefully there's another. Hopefully, there's another celebration for Carlo Ancelotti uh, come this weekend in the English Premier League, man. So the the goal the goals were actually tied at 23 apiece. Well, not 23 apiece, but both tied at 23. Mohamed Salah and Hungman Son are the are the Golden Boot winners for the Premier League. Bro, Lead. those are two. Those are two great players too. And then you know, you know I me. Mean? I'm a son. I'm a son fan. Yeah. In assist, the leader in assists is Mohamed Salah with 13 assists. I honestly will say, if if um, if Karim Benzema doesn't win the ball in the war, you could probably say Mohamed Salah is definitely another one that you should throw in. Sadio Mane, you definitely can throw in as well. But Mohamed Salah also has been in quite the terror. This season as well, so I mean, there's there's three players right now, like right now, just, and just now that I now that I mentioned that should win the ball in the war. So France, I don't want to see somehow Messi or Ronaldo winning this. By the way, there's like <laughs> honestly, no way yeah, you could get it to those two. Bro, honestly, <laughs> dude, honestly, I think I think what is going to be it's um, I think it's going to be. Um, what you call it? They might just give it to Mbappe. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, man. Oh, we're taking France and Mbappe. Yeah, pretty much. That'd be so disrespectful when you have a Frenchman in Benzema that's having the season that he's having. But anyways, so the teams that are going to relegation in the Premier League, going back down to the championship, in 18th place, you have Burnley. In 19th place, you have Watford. And in 20th place, you have Norwich. So down down to championship you go. The team that has clinched that Europa Conference League spot in seventh place is West Ham United. In the Europa League, you got me and Edward in here. With at sixth place you have Manchester United, and in fifth place you have Arsenal. So me and Edward are Europa League bound. <laughs> Europa League bound. I'll say this, like people are like, "Oh man, look at look at how Arsenal fell apart." Look, the, the bar, and Edward can tell you this. I had a very low bar for Arsenal this season. Matter of fact, I didn't even expect them to do, not even qualify for a European Championship. That was how low my bar was, and it was only because this one, a very young team, two, the roster is basically the same roster from last season. So, and they didn't do great. So, I mean, like obviously, you know, the expectations weren't as high as many many had for their clubs. Honestly. I mean, as much as I would love to say, like the expectations it should be in Champions League, it's just not. It's not. It's not the reality. It, the reality is that Arsenal is just not there yet. There's some hope. There's some bright spots on this team. Um, maybe Arteta can bring in some some better quality. Hopefully, Xhaka's gone. Um, 
and this team can really do some things. Obviously, they need to get some experienced players. I think now that you have some young players to build around, bring in some smart, experienced players and get this team back on track to be in the Champions League next year. Now, the expectation for next season is to qualify for Champions League. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have expectations now next season. So hopefully that doesn't bite me in the ass. But um, but yeah, talking about Champions League <clears throat> in fourth place, you have fucking Tottenham. Um, this just hurts me as I'm saying these next these these next teams. But yeah, in fourth place you have Tottenham. Third place you have Chelsea. <clears throat> in second place you have Liverpool. Um, and obviously the champions of the English Premier League, once again in first place, is Manchester City. I will say it was crazy how it went down the wire for these two, for Liverpool and, and Manchester City. As as a as an outsider, it was it was fun to see these two compete. Um I there was a there was a little part of me that thought that Manchester City was not gonna win. And that was when Aston Villa had that two nothing lead. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God. Like Liverpool are going to be champions, and then within a span of ten minutes, Manchester City took a page from Real Madrid and just started scoring goals. So yeah. I was I was even surprised. I was like, man, they just they just they just took it. And then the thing is, like, it was that one sub, Gundogan. Yeah, yeah. took it. So, so what a, what an amazing season. It was, but there's still one game left in Europe that everyone's all all eyes will be, and that is the Champions League final between Real Madrid and Liverpool. So, little little thing, little bit about these two teams. Real Madrid, obviously, the champions of the 2021-2022 La Liga season. The player you're going to have to highlight is Karim Benzema. I think that there's no way you can't you have to point out this player led. Had an amazing score of goals. Looks to be a very strong favorite to win the ball in the horde this season. Obviously, we're talking about Real Madrid, one of the most successful teams in the Champions League, looking to win their 14th Champions League title. Also, a fun fact, Real Madrid has not lost a Champions League final. Damn. So, just wanted to point that out. Um, Could be the first one, maybe? Shut the fuck up. Their journey... Uh, to get to the final as it was just a series of just comebacks after comebacks. They beat PSG. They beat Chelsea. They beat Manchester City. And here they are in the final taking on Liverpool. And Liverpool are currently the 2021-2022 Carabao Cup champions, 2021-2022 FA Cup champions. So there is a trouble, uh, obviously, because they couldn't win the Premier League. So there is a trouble still on the line for, for Liverpool. Uh, to to end this season strong. Obviously, when you have to talk about Liverpool, I think you have to mention Mohamed Salah, right? Uh, obviously, we just mentioned it. Let you know, was tied for goals and also led the league in assists over in the English Premier League. So he's definitely going to be a key factor. You know, well, the only concern is his health. Like, is he going to be healthy for this final? You know, obviously, last time that he was in the final against Real Madrid, he got injured and wasn't able to play the game. So you want to see what a, a healthy Mohamed Salah can do for, for Liverpool next time around that they play against Real Madrid. Now, Liverpool is looking to win their seventh Champions League title, which actually ties with, would tie them with AC Milan at second. So they would have an opportunity to be second in Champions League trophies. Obviously, I mentioned it. This is a rematch for Liverpool. 
from Real Madrid in 2018, where Mohamed Salah did get injured early in the game, and then you had Carius. But since then, it feels like Liverpool has kind of made all the right moves. They went and got Allison, and you know, definitely has been a huge, a huge improvement for that team in that back line. So, I th- and obviously they went end up winning a Champions League after that. Now their journey, you might say, is a little bit easier than Real Madrid's because they beat Inter Milan. They beat Benfica and they beat Villarreal to make it to the final. Yeah. So, Edward, who is the player to watch for Liverpool? I'm kind of talking between three. So, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, and Trent Alexander Arnold. All right, if you had to pick between the three. Actually, all right, take Mohamed Salah because we kind of, I already mentioned Mohamed Salah in this. All right, so I think Trent Alexander-Arnold because he's going to probably be the key to stopping Vinicius. Okay, all right. I can see that. Uh, I'm going to say Allison uh, is going to be their their key, their key player to watch on this one because, like I said, last time Real Madrid took on uh, Liverpool in the final, uh, Karius had literally just like the biggest brain fart I've ever seen anybody experience, um, and and <laughs> forgot how to play goalkeeper. Um, so oh, yeah, so Allison, huge improvement. That's what they didn't have last time. Um, so I would definitely say that. But for Real Madrid, Edward, who's that? Who's that player to watch? Not named Kareem Benzema. Vinicius. Yeah, yeah, Vinicius yeah. for sure. He's the one to watch out for. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the little maestro, man. I'm gonna go with Luka Modric. I think uh, obviously this is. I believe Ramaj is working on a on an extension for Modric, which I'm. I, I obviously I love Luka Modric. I once again I've stated this plenty of times. I need Ramaj to to get younger in the midfield, and this is the opposite of getting younger in the midfield. But but hey, it's Luka Modric. I can't hate on it. But I feel like Modric is going to be a big part of a very pivotal part of that midfield. If if he can get things going with the ball, connect with Vinicius, connect with. With Benzema, you know for sure that that Ramadre is going to be doing really well. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but, all right, Edward. Oh. All right. Sorry. No, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Take your piece. I was going to say, I was like, with Kareem Benzema being healthy and being what he's been doing, he's also, you know, one to watch out for. So, I mean, but we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. All right, Edward. Prediction time. Who do you got winning this? Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> not not even hesitation on that one. Nope. I'm not nope. gonna make a prediction here. Just gonna I, I think it's very obvious who will be home rooting for. So I'm not gonna make a prediction. Yeah. So I'm not gonna let my clearly I already showed his bias here. But I'm not gonna let my <laughs> bias be shown. Not at all here. Anyways, so also, remember at the end of the at the end of the Champions League final, we will be announcing the winners of the jersey giveaways. Once again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Go to the post, like the post, tag a friend, and that's how you get how you get entered into the jersey giveaway. May twenty eighth, the Champions League final. May twenty eighth, after the final, we will announce the winners of the giveaways. We're doing two. 
One on Instagram and one on Twitter. So, you know, once again, hop to it. You know, if you're listening to this on Friday, if it's on Saturday morning and you're listening to this, uh, hurry up. So, so there you go. All right, our players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week, and I actually mentioned him already. <laughs> so, my player of the week is Ilke Gundogan who scored the two goals in Manchester City's 3-2 win against Aston Villa. He came in as a sub, and he, he it, usually you would see him play more in the midfield, more like, you know, center attacking mid, but he was actually up there to score those two goals. I was like, what? Like, I, I even I was surprised, but it, it's, it goes to show you, like, he, he still has it, even after all this time coming from Dortmund, you know? So, yeah. Going for Ilke Kundugan. All right. So who's your player of the week? My player of the week is the new rich man in PSG, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> the, the new rich man in PSG. The new richer man on PSG. Um, he ends up scoring a hat trick in PSG's final game, uh, which was 5 nothing against Mets. This is obviously the game that also he announced his his new contract extension. So big day for him, shitty day for me. But you know what? Hey, Mbappe, player of the week, it's a hat trick. You got to give props to him. Yep, exactly. Man. So congratulations to Gundogan and Mbappe for being our players of the week. Brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an apparel company that is licensed by the MLSPA, MLBPA, NCAA. And has some sick retro out jerseys, not jerseys, t-shirts available. If you guys use the code insert name at checkout, you'll get 10% off. So go ahead. Once again, in the clutch.com, use the code insert name MC to get 10% off. Thank you once again, in the clutch for being the sponsor of players of the week. All right, man. So obviously there's no more European football, no more European soccer. So here's the games to watch this weekend. Uh, for the MLS, we got the Real Salt Lake taking on the Houston Dynamo, who destroyed the LA Galaxy in LA three to nothing. I uh, love to see it. Uh, Chicharito had a complete outburst, not an outburst, but he ended up saying that the team needs to do better. Uh, so he loves to see that. Uh, and the other game is the Seattle Sounders taking on Charlotte FC. Yeah, MLS. That's what's going to be happening this summer. And of course, you got the Liga MX final. Atlas versus. Pachuca. Um, Edward's going with Pachuca. I'm going with Atlas. So check that out. And of course, the big game, the big one, the, the Super Bowl uh, of, of soccer, the Champions League final. So Real Madrid, Liverpool, y- you got to watch it. So make sure you guys check it out. It's the big one. So there's that. So we're going to go ahead and take one more break and then we'll go ahead and wrap this show up. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and we are Insername FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on UnhingedSN.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see see you there. there. All right, man, that's episode 90. A lot to talk about, but hey, you know what? It was going to be a big episode. Um, No 303 down this week, but once again, man, if you guys want to enter in the jersey giveaway, if, if you guys are listening to this on Friday or Saturday morning, 
Once again, May 28th, Saturday, this Saturday, May 28th. I got to mention the date just in case. Um, after the Champions League final, we're going to announce the winner of the jersey giveaways. We already have some people liking it on Instagram and Twitter. So make sure if one, follow the, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. Two, like the post. And three, tag a friend. That's all you need to do to be entered into the contest. I, I have a spreadsheet of all everybody that has done it. We're going to do a random selection and that's how we're going to pick the winner. So if you guys want to be in it, you got to do those three things. Once again, follow us on answer, at InstaNameFC on Instagram and Twitter. Like the post and tag a friend. Pretty yeah. simple, Edward, right? Yep, pretty simple, sir. So yeah, man. Man, it's crazy to think that another season is over. This is now the second season that me and Edward have covered in the podcast, obviously, because the podcast has only been running for over, over almost almost two years. We'll be two years in September. So it, it's it's a lot, a lot of, of, of researching and and keeping up with stuff. But I think this season was an amazing season. Uh, Edward, how do you feel about the season? I mean, this season was actually pretty... It's pretty, it's, been pretty, it's been pretty intense. And, you know, it's... Uh, I want to say it's like the season... Like what Liverpool, Manchester City, like basically to the last day, like that. That day, I think they were separated by one point. So even if like Liverpool won, Manchester City had to either tie or or win because they were already uh, they were already ahead in goal difference. So Liverpool had to win and Manchester had to lose in order for Liverpool to get the champions, the championship for the league championship. Um, I mean, Real Madrid took La Liga. Serie A was that was a surprise. I mean, usually you would expect like Juventus to just take over. Um, the only league that was like not a surprise was, of course, the Bundesliga, which Bayern Munich just took it. So, yeah. But yeah, man, we want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out the website www.bellyupsports.com. Also, follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Sports. And at Belly Up Media, if you guys want to know what's going on with the Belly Up TV channel. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. Once again, congratulations to Kelsey and them. They covered uh the the North Louisiana Football League very well. I got I got to check it out a little bit on, on Belly Up TV. Uh great coverage on these guys. They work so hard to to build that partnership. And uh you know, props to Belly Up for all the hard work that they have done there. Um, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company AG Graphics. Make sure you guys follow her. If you guys need a logo done, hit her up. Follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Uh, let Edward say his thing. Hello, you man. All right. And of course, shout out to our producer, Roosevelt Spencer. If you guys did not hear that, that outro that we did for last episode, go ahead and check out last week's episode. He did a sick uh, remix with the Erling Haaland song. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, great, great work that we have with Spencer. Just an amazing, just an amazing person in general and able to pull out these beats like he does is, is always so cool. So if you guys need a beat done, um, make sure you follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Really talented. I, I think that it's, it's, it's so crazy that we have somebody so underrated to work with us. That has just an amazing ability to make these beats. Uh, I don't, I don't know how he does it, but he does it very well. Um, so yep. thank you so much, Spencer. 
obviously also dropped a sick Donkey Kong beat also as well. So a lot of cool stuff that Spencer has done for us. But yeah, great another great season. Uh you know, we'll we'll do another we'll do an episode next week where we'll recap the Champions League final in Liga Mekis, give you guys some more uh headlines that are going on. And uh, we'll give you guys more of a, a clear uh, decision on when we're gonna if we're gonna take a break the following episode because uh, I think for sure we we're due, we're definitely due for a break uh, from from all this coverage and stuff. But thank you for for following us through another great season uh, in Europe. Obviously, we still got MLS, but uh, as far as European soccer goes, you know, thanks for following us for another great season, and uh, I can't wait for the next season. Yes, sir. So catch us next week for episode 91, my birth year. <laughs> All right, All right so. take care, guys. No, I'm just saying, because like, the way you say it, my birth year. <laughs> it is my birth year. Yeah. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.